I would like to start this debate off by first saying, Mike Bloomberg, you a bitch, you ain't shit, you ain't never gonna be shit. And since I got your time, Amy Klobuchar, your health care plan, only two paragraphs. You know what you're going to get with Amy Klobuchar's health care plan? Some Robitussin and some water. Pete Buttigieg, you a child, stay in the child's place. Joe Biden, ho, why is you here? Bernie Sanders, you cool, but low-key fuck you. Join me at Elizabeth Warren. Die. You just got knocked the fuck out. Or I bet y'all miss Kamala now. Lizzie out. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Lynn Whitfield. Let me tell you, when I grow up, I want to be Lady May. I want to <laughs> be Lady May. Of course, that will require me marrying a pastor. You know, mm. I'm right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I know, because you, you give us cis bun vibes all the time. So, listen. You could. I want to be Lady May so bad. Why are you Lynn Whitfield tonight? Because mm-hmm, she's a bad bitch in everything she plays. She is. She's usually mean, but she's a bad bitch. I like the meanness. That's why I want to be her. <laughs> <laughs> she's mean in a regal way and not mm-hmm. in an ugly way. Right. Also, I love a good villain and I love my villains to be attractive. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Doya, what have you been up to and what are you drinking? So I just got back from St. Louis last night, late, late last night. So Lovebirds. You know, yeah, a weekend of love and um I'm gonna say it on the pod. Richard beat me. (gasps) (laughs) And by beat me, I mean we were playing Tetris and he beat the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. I thought you were going to do a, you told Harpo to beat me. (laughs) I told him, I was like, who told you to beat me? (laughs) Oh, I hated Tetris. I hated Tetris. I I was good at Tetris. Like, the first time we played a couple years ago, Tetris wasn't his thing. So I beat him. Like, no problem. So now he started training so he could extra come back and beat me. (laughs) And isn't he like a gamer? Yeah. So you know he's not going to let you win at any type of game. I won once. We played (laughs) more than I can count. But I won once. No, I had... And I was like... I broke up with him so many times during <laughs> during the playing the game. Doya, and then you, I are you a poor loser? I am a poor loser. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Don't play me. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible loser. Yeah, and I'd be like, after a while, yeah, I was losing. I was like, you know what, you black man, all y'all do is bring down a black woman. Oh, and I was wow. like, even <laughs> ever since slavery, y'all would just knock us up and leave us no oh, cool. Wow. I know the story is slavery, but oh, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, y'all never let us build. <laughs> all y'all do is tear us down. <laughs> oh wow, bless his heart. I'm sorry, intense. sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because he's happy because he would. Of course he is. Of course mm-hmm. he is. But other than that, you had a good trip. Um, yeah, we went on a Ferris wheel ride for the first time. I've never been on, well, he's probably been, but I've never been on a Ferris wheel. 
Oh, you so don't, you've cute. never been on a Ferris wheel specifically, or you just don't like rides, period? I've never been on a Ferris wheel. Okay. Ever. Okay. So it was cute to like be on one with my boyfriend. Um, I saw Joker. Okay. Um, did you like it? I did. I see why it won. Okay. Everything. Um, and then we saw Sonic the Hedgehog. This is what was hilarious about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so Tika Sumter was in it. Oh. And Richard was like, he was like, yeah, so she's probably going to be in more movies. I'm like, babe, Tika Sumter is not brand new. Like, just because she was in Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog does not mean she's a new actress. <laughs> That's the world he lives in. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. The has and the have nots could not have been without oh, Tika God. Sumter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't know. She's probably the only actress I know, like, by name from that series, because I don't watch it, but I know Tika Sumter's in it. (laughs) So what are you drinking tonight? So I couldn't make my mind up, so I made two cocktails. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, so this is what happened. I think I took a picture of the mixer. It is called... um, Nectar Girl, and it's a spicy and hot chili pepper cocktail mix. It said it was all natural and low calorie. So that kind of had me. And then um, I could smell the pepper um, when I was (laughs) holding the bottle. And I was like, oh, yes, this is actually spicy. (laughs) I bought another one that is not spicy and not worth your money. So I'm not even going to mention it. Um, But... So, on the other side, I was looking at, and I also missed National Margarita Day because we were just busy Saturday and never had a margarita. So, I made a spicy margarita. That was one of my drinks. But then the other option was, it's kind of hot and cold, and it's a spicy mix plus cucumber vodka. Mm. And I had cucumber vodka, so I was like, perfect. (laughs) I don't like spicy drinks the way that you do, but anything with cucumber vodka is a win. (laughs) <laughs> to me because i love it <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's what i have and they're both delicious i love spicy margaritas actually are you spicy. rearranging so your closet perfect. right now in the middle of yes so i can see this dog oh, oh okay okay <laughs> <laughs> so this past week you know what thank you for asking please submit all questions in written form Tonight, <laughs> I am drinking, so I'm, it was a gift, um, mm-hmm. it is a Merlot by mm. Cupcake. Now, I've I've actually had some cupcake wine before, and like I said, it was a gift, and I did kind of, I mean, I didn't turn my nose up, but I was just kind of like, okay, because it has a mm-hmm. twist top, and... And I'm not, I don't mean, I don't, I'm, I'm by no means, y'all know, I love Barefoot and Barringer. I'm by no means a wine snob, but right. you didn't have to, you didn't have to write that. You didn't have to, you didn't have to amen corner that. I agree with you. I wasn't, okay. I, I felt it in my spirit. I wasn't. You hating. always wine shame me. I wasn't wine shaming <laughs> you. I was just listening. I was just being an active listener and just okay. giving my sound effects. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> but this Cupcake Merlot is really good. It is really mm-hmm. like full bodied and very mm-hmm. rich. Like it's good. So 
Yeah, I I prejudged. I was prejudiced yeah. against the cupcake. What? So I don't know if I explained this the last time on air, but <laughs> I'm in a different closet again, and mm-hmm. I put um. So I did a better job of hanging up my blanket this time because I use hangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kind like what you with the clamps on them. So I used the middle mm-hmm. one this time. So that helped. But also because it's dark in here when I do that and there's not a light in this closet, I had to use my Christmas candles that you plug up and put in the window. <laughs> and when Doyen was just explaining, you know, talking about her weekend in St. Louis and everything, one of the lights blew out in the candle and it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Like, I startle too easily because (laughs) a light being blown should not startle me. But, like, I almost spilled my Merlot. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I um, I do not have a review this week because I forgot. But (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. Um, I will say this week I... Started watching October Faction. Um, it's okay. It really, it really seems like it should be on the WB, to be honest. And I started um, Hunters on Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. Ooh, I saw previews for that. Yeah, and it was something else. I started. Oh, I started this season of uh, The Crown. I've been watching The Crown, but I just hadn't gotten a good jump into this season so yeah that's about it i did start i was trying to get richard into 90 day fiance with me so i did start a quick preview of like this season (laughs) it was crazy as hell (laughs) no i cannot do 90 day fiance but the reason the reason why i'm gonna tell you why i can't do it is because I listened to a podcast, uh, Jade and XD, and Mm -hmm. they recap the show. Mm -hmm. They give the people different names. They name them Mm -hmm. like what they think they should be named. Yeah, or what they act like. Like when they were recapping um, uh, the one where you get out of prison, love under lockup, love after lockup. When they were mm-hmm. recapping that, like they named one girl Jazzy Shoulders and one girl mm-hmm. like, so it's just different stuff. So when I tried to watch it, because I enjoyed their recap so much, like I know I would like this show, but when I try to watch mm-hmm. it, I just rather hear their recaps because it's like I can't figure out quite who's who. Some of them I caught it right away, some mm-hmm. of them. So I just rather listen to their recaps. But did, have you checked out that new dating show on Amazon that everybody's talking about? I've heard people talk about it. I don't think I'm going to check it, it out, yet. but I'll, I I literally said, I'll wait and see what Doyen says about it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm Love is ready blind. to add that on. I think it's yeah. the name of it. I, Yeah, I'm aware of what it is. I just haven't watched it. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I think the reason I want to watch this season is, like, there's, like, a 50-year-old white woman with, like, a 25-year-old Nigerian rapper. I'm like, this is the kind of carry-on I would like to (laughs) (laughs) indulge. (laughs) So, I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, well, (laughs) if that is all, we are going to uh, let Doya move right along. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to move along to our current events. You knew what the hell you were doing. 
With what? Uh, give me all these links where I had to watch the video. <laughs> I- <laughs> you knew. You knew. I I didn't know that whether you would watch the videos or not. I I've given mm-hmm. up. I've given up. Yes. So this there was only like two videos. Yes. Just two videos more than I was willing to watch. Oh, God. Anyways. So Zayman Dash storms out after he did therapy session with his kids go off the rails. First of all, uh the therapist, I was like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> Why can't you get a handle of this show or therapy session that you're supposed to be in control of? So, so you did watch the video clip. Yes. The therapist looked ill-equipped. He did. I was like, you just wanted to be on TV, huh? Like, and at the end of the clip, he was like, "I don't lose." I'm like, "Bruh, you lost." Yeah, but you did. You, <laughs> you lost you so did. hard. Like the whole. How old are these kids? Do you know? No, but they're adults. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're and... probably in their mid to late 20s. Okay. Early yeah, to mid 20s. Yeah, it was just, yeah, the drama. And, like, he just never let them speak about whatever his issue was. And I'm like, if you don't let people speak, you can't let them explain themselves about the thing that you're upset about. <laughs> when I first watched it, it was funny because it was so Dame Dash. Like, it was just typical Dame. It was just typical mm-hmm. Dame. But then I was like, this is really sad because these are his kids. Right. And he kept calling his son stupid. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, like, I took care of you and did all this for your life and you never gave me anything. Right. And I'm like, they're kids. They're not supposed <laughs> to give you anything. Your job right. is to raise them and take care of them. That's what you're supposed right. to do. Like, it was just, it was. It yeah. was difficult. It was almost as difficult. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It was more difficult than watching Black China and Tokyo Tony. I can see that. Because he was just so, oh God, the way he kept calling his kids stupid and telling hey. them to shut Damn up and, 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 and the disrespect has to stop. Let me tell you something. At some point, you're going to respect me. Like, right. let's not get It's like, twisted. who else do you have apart from these kids? <laughs> like, okay. You're going to die old and alone. Oh, and to be an alone. asshole for TV. Oh, but, girl, yeah. uh-uh. He an asshole in real life. Yeah. That's just dang. Yeah. But you would expect him to be better with his kids. Right. Mm. Anyway, I don't watch this show. Do you watch it? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, next up. Um, happy Black History Month <laughs> from Poor Life Decision. <laughs> yes! Yes! So, this woman in Iowa um, claimed that this Black man kidnapped her and forced her to watch Roots to understand her racism. And, like, I don't see him doing anything wrong. But, uh, Mr. Robert Lee Noye was arrested 52 uh he forced her to watch the show which is about nine hours of the historical miniseries and he said that he would kill her and spare her body parts across interstate 380 on the way to chicago if she did not sit and watch the show and that all seemed right <laughs> and you know that's how he said it 
Like, you right. know that's legit how he said it. I pop, spread it all up and down this highway. Right. Like, you know that's how he said it. I just feel like reparations come in many forms. It really does. Right. Happy and Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> and then, I think, because the first time I read it, I just thought it said, like, he made her watch it so she could better understand racism. But no, it specifically said her, her racism. racism. So mm-hmm. she must have done something egregious. It's to... <laughs> I'm just saying. Good job. <laughs> Mr. Robert Lee. <laughs> I'm not mad. No need to put some money or compensate. Give him free. Right. Um, so... There's a mysterious deep space object sending signals to Earth every 16 days. And I'm like, who? Who is it? <laughs> Listen. Will they come take Trump? <laughs> I first saw this article. I think Vice did it first. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it again. I was like, oh my God, it must be something to this. The one from Vice yeah. is much longer and has much more detail. But yeah. I just put this one up. But oh my god, y'all! I'm, I am excited. <laughs> and scientists are trying to give like logical, and I'm doing air air quotes. They're trying to give like logical reasons on why this would happen. Mm. And the first thing they're gonna say is, "Well, it's not aliens trying to contact us because that just wouldn't they be an wouldn't effective way to communicate." You don't know how they communicate. You don't right. know. And you don't know how advanced their civilization is. So maybe their technology can't get it out that fast. Maybe it takes every 16 days. Maybe what they're sending is blocked. And every 16 days, the earth moves and it's able to get through. Like, I don't know. Or it's fart. Yeah, like, I'm like, why wouldn't it be effective? They're contacting us. Even if it is every 16 days, you know? Something that is on a schedule. Because they're like, it's right. every 16 days. Something mm-hmm. that's that steady, to me... Seems effective. I mean, they might be trying to send out an SOS. They might need us to come help them. We don't know. Right. And that's the first right. thing you run and say, Mr. Scientist Man. Just sound right. to me like you're trying to keep something from me. It's alright. Right. I watched ALF. Speaking. And I watched um, E.T. Sure did. I know how this works. Speaking of conspiracies. So I was telling another group of friends about the bird conspiracy theory. And oh then they had God. the nerve to act like I'm crazy. Oh my I'm God. I'm like, listen, I only half believe it. I really feel like, you know, pigeons are government surveillance devices. And I think, um, what else? The little cars that, oh, excuse me, man. I know you're not chewing on my Steve Madden's. Um, <laughs> now, Roxy, I've been taking up for you in the closet. Don't don't mess it up. <laughs> Get your mouth off my Steve Madden's. Um, and then um, those little birds that be in the grocery store like parking lot, I feel like those might be surveillance because they just be there for no reason. Like, you ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> y'all, y'all need to check out the um the thread the twitter thread about the birds <laughs> because 
when it was first brought to my attention, I think Becca is the one that first brought it to our attention. She's the first mm-hmm. one brought it to my attention. And I mm-hmm. looked at it with a raised eyebrow, like, hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the evidence is there, y'all. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not going so far as to say, okay, I believe that all birds are not real. and I, Or I believe yeah. that specific birds aren't real but what i will say is the evidence is there and if you catch one and peel it open and it's not real i will believe you i'm not willing to peel it open so i'm just gonna believe <laughs> we used the to shoot are sketchy we used to shoot birds <laughs> with the bb gun when i was little mm-hmm. we were bad kids we weren't yeah. bad kids we were just country kids <laughs> right <laughs> All right. So, as promised, Chris has a Florida people story. <laughs> <laughs> so, Florida mom was shocked to find her young son's daycare had written on his stomach in black ink to remind her to bring more diapers. Um, white people, especially growing up with white people, they get upset if he put some permanent marker on them because they'd be like, I would never get it off. And I'm like, take a bath. <laughs> But she says she scrubbed her kid and scrubbed and scrubbed with baby wipes, which I feel like maybe you should scrub it with something better. And she says it was written in magic marker. Magic marker is supposed to be able to, like, come off with water. So I really don't understand. Except for, you know, white people. <laughs> and then she was upset that they said, I'm out of diapers and a whole message on this baby's belly. <laughs> Like, first of all, don't write anything on my kid. Not like that. The most you yeah. can write on my child is you may write their bus number on their hand. <laughs> That's yeah. it. <laughs> I used to have to get my bus number written on my hand every day because you didn't know. I didn't know. And my bus driver was my next door neighbor. <laughs> so I literally looked at that goddamn bus every day. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> my kid and and i feel like that's probably i don't know i was gonna say maybe it's a permanent marker but you know what if it was permanent it probably wouldn't have even faded that much so you're probably right it's probably just a regular marker and when i read she wiped it off with baby wipes i thought girl you you ain't gonna put them in the tub like (laughs) (laughs) i mean baby wipes are you need some soap to break that down but still i'm glad she took pictures and you know had her proof and then she said it's not the first time y'all let me tell you something write some shit like that on my kid and see what happened (laughs) write some shit like that on my kid and see what happened like what made these people think that that was okay other than the fact that they're in florida florida listeners we love y'all sincerely we do I have family in Florida and I love them greatly. I'm mm-hmm. just saying the material rights itself. Yes. So the second video that Chris made me watch was about a Nebraska teacher that tear, uh, I was like, tears up, tears up. Okay, he tears up after <laughs> his student buying new sneakers to replace his favorite pair that was stolen. And unfortunately, like I feel like as a teacher, one of the occupational hazards that people don't talk about is that, like, kids steal shit. Like, especially yeah. cell phones. And it's 
phone was stolen and his kids got together and put some money together to buy him a new pair of shoes and he just cried and the kids are like he does so much for us and we just wanted to do something for him i want to know which kid didn't put money in because that's the one that stole it (laughs) let's see you thinking about the wrong thing Because I cried. I was so busy crying when I was like, these kids are amazing. Because <laughs> they're I middle school sweet. age kids. Back. And middle right. school age kids are not nice. And it's yeah. like, you know, it was just really sweet of them. And he was like, I thought he was going to break down. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> But it, yeah. it means the world and I get it. I get it. It was sweet. I thought we needed a feel-good story. Make you sure. feel good. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about the video. <laughs> uh, so, I'm gonna breeze past this. There's a man that was in blackface. He robbed a Maryland bank. You could tell by his very face and all his facial features that he <laughs> is but a Connor. But he tried to pretend to play off like he was a black person. And so, yeah. (laughs) I sincerely meant to delete this one. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just a white guy with, like, it's not even good blackface. It looks like shoe polish on his face. And I don't know what made him think. I don't know. But that just goes to show you how racist people are. Because you can just put on a ski mask. Like, if you wore a ski mask, they actually might not have known who you are. But now, anybody who knows you can still recognize you. Right. Just saying. So, next up, the NAACP Image Awards, a.k.a. the one award show that gives Beyonce her things. Why did I say that? I said the same thing. I was kind of sad that she didn't actually show up for it, considering it's the one award show that gives her her things. Yeah. But, alas. Um... So, it was hosted by six-time winner Anthony Anderson, and Rihanna received the President's Award for Distinguished Public Service. She sure did. I will go ahead and get this out here. I was very disappointed that um, the Oval wasn't even nominated for any of the drama stuff. I'm just saying. (laughs) I I wanted the Oval. (laughs) Long, deep, heavy sigh. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was art <laughs> maybe it missed the window for nomination okay well next year it better happen I hope it doesn't but uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the oval so I take that back but what I will say about these categories is that they're so stacked like I think that's what I love about this, sh- this uh, show this award show there were so many instances where it's like any of these people could have won like yeah. we recognized true talent. I I really wanted to feel a way about Lizzo winning Entertainer of the Year over like Regina King, but I can't. And Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett, Billy Porter. Angela Bassett, it's Billy just, Porter. It's just weird that she is a part of that and then she won. <laughs> So, but. but you know 
but they're all good and they're all great in their own right. So it was like, okay. I mean, so outstanding drama series went to Greenleaf, and pretty much if the series went to that person, usually the people who were in it won. Yes. So outstanding actor. This was different. Uh, Amari Hardwick with Power. Which Power is going out, so I understand. Well, now that, let um, me tell you, that is the one that I firmly disagreed with. He's <laughs> not a good actor. I'm just going to say it. He's not. And are you really going to overlook Billy Porter in Pose? Like, I mean, because Kofi, Kofi is fine as shit, but he's not the best actor either. I hate his southern accent <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is amazing. I mean, there's just so many people on this list better than Omari. And I think that that was a nod to power being over, I guess, and them feeling like they need to get power or something. But yeah, no, he's not a good actor. He's fine, so I don't notice. <laughs> also, I didn't watch a single one of these shows. Anyways, um, so outstanding actress in the drama series is Angela Bassett. <laughs> in nine one one, um, it's Angela Bassett, so makes me happy. <laughs> outstanding supporting actress in the drama series was Lynn Whitfield from Greenfield Greenleaf. Um, uh, as for what blackish. Yeah, they won all the things. Up shop. Yeah, all the things that they were nominated, like Blackish, just yeah. came yeah. in and did what they needed to do. Like that little uh, Marseille. Yeah, or Marseille. Mm. I think it's Marseille. Mm. I don't know, but y'all know who I'm talking about. She yeah. is. That little girl is going places. Yeah. Also, I can't. I think I sent a picture to the group chat. Like, I can't believe we watched this baby grow up. Like, mm -hmm. she is just amazing. Yeah. Um, when they see us, cleaned up shop really well. Mm -hmm. Um, skipping these <gasps> other stuff. How oh, do you real tabletop yeah, one? I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about that? So they won the talk series, and yeah. it was against you know actual TV production shows like the yeah. Daily Show, The Real, The Shop, and the Tamron Hall Show. So, how did you feel about that? I really like The Daily Show. I think it really does a great job of explaining very complicated concepts to us in a easy-to-digest way, and I wanted them to win. I agree, but I don't view The Daily Show as a talk show. But no. that's me. But I just, I mean, I think, not to say that I don't think Red Table Talk deserved it. I just, mm -hmm. I just think it's kind of like when all of a sudden songs that were on mixtapes or artists that had only put out mixtapes started winning Grammys. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. A Facebook series when, you know, but I mean, I, I, I don't really watch Red Table Talk that mm -hmm. often, but sometimes I yeah. will like put it on in my earbuds and just listen while I'm at work sometimes, but I mean, I love Jada, so. Yeah. 
Uh, like I said, Beyonce won all the things. So she won for Homecoming, the film, um, everything she touched with, um, <laughs> Lion King. <laughs> I mean, everything. She yeah. won for Steve Harvey Homecoming. won for some reason. Girl, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, again, I don't think we can say enough how much we love these awards that recognize our talents and like notif- notices our talents and gives us our things. Mm-hmm. But that Steve Harvey one took me by surprise. Beyonce yeah. won for Homecoming, the film, and for the album, the live album. So I was glad that mm-hmm. she got all of her things for that. Hello, Nas X one. Um, outstanding female artist was Beyonce. Traditional because, song was Beyonce. Contemporary song was Beyonce. <laughs> Group Do song <laughs> was Beyonce. Her and Blue. You got to include Blue. Yeah, and Blue. <laughs> So blue is now an NAACP winner, which even more disappointed me that like they weren't there. I know, cause they've been to all these other things and seen Beyonce got get shunned and like I get it. Like I'm not telling her to go to BT Awards. Like I'm not, but the NAACP. Well, I will say this. I think in the past, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think she has supported the Image Awards in the past. Like yeah. she, she hadn't been to a BET Awards since it was Destiny's Child. Since they uh, she, she called Blue Ivy nappy headed. She, she, <laughs> she just she just mail in her her right. performance for BET Awards. But I right. think she has supported the Image Awards in the past. So I'm gonna say maybe she was booked. I don't know. I maybe and I, she's working on this album. That's the hope and prayer. But, and I don't know, I could be just cutting her some slack, but I will say that most of our artists really do respect and show up for the Image Awards. They might blow off some of the others, the Source Awards, the Hip Hop, all that, but they usually show up for the Image Awards. So, I don't know. But yeah, I I feel the same. I was kind of disappointed because they really did give her her flowers. Yeah. And I like that they also covered books. Um, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how Michelle Obama wasn't included. <laughs> but maybe that was a last year thing. That maybe was, it wasn't this award. Yeah, because wasn't that like maybe two or three years ago? That feels like a long know. time I ago. I just haven't finished the book. <laughs> Listen, I hadn't even started. I bought the book and I bought the, uh, the uh, audio book. I hadn't started either one of them. Yeah, I was doing the audio book, and it's just so long. It's like 11 <laughs> hours. Anyways, uh, Lupita's book one, which is exciting. Yes. Um, Just Mercy one stuff. Yeah, they won Which a I'm lot sure of is a great movie. I just... I haven't seen it. I can't. <laughs> it's a story that, like, we're just too familiar with. I haven't seen it. Um, I I heard that Michael B. did a good job in mm-hmm. it he's just not that good of an actor to me but i heard mm-hmm. he really stepped it up in this one so <laughs> kudos to him um yeah mm-hmm. i was happy to see again i think it's marseille i think it's marseille marseille martin i was she she won so many things 
like yes. with her book and with or her movie and Blackish. Which yeah, yeah. Speaking of outstanding writing a comedy series, it was Court Jefferson with The Good Place. I finally finished The Good Place. <laughs> okay, don't tell. I finally me. let it go to end. <laughs> don't tell me. Yeah, I it was it. still like heartbreaking because it was the end. But it was as positive as it could be. I just makes me sad because there's no more good place. Yeah. But there really could not realistically be more good place. So it's yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone that I've seen like on Twitter talk about it, everybody's mm-hmm. been pleased with the ending. They they were like, it yeah. makes sense, and yeah. they were pleased. Yeah, good. Um, I was glad to see Jordan Peele get what he deserved for us because it was snubbed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was glad to see him get some recognition for that. Apparently this year is going to be a very busy year for him. So Hunter's is his. And then I'm pretty sure there's a thriller coming up with Janelle Monae. Wait, Hunter's on Amazon? Mm -hmm. That's his? Yeah. I didn't even know. That's me. the only reason I wanted to watch it. Look at, <laughs> look at me supporting blacks and didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I wanted to watch it because he's an executive producer. Okay, so fashion wise, um, it was fine. Um, old girl Cynthia, her dress is different from what she usually wears, but I still appreciated it. Yeah, I still liked um, it. It looked really good. Um, she Lizzo just, was. She doesn't. Oh, sorry, I go for, ahead. I forgot who her designer, who she's working with. Mm-hmm. Crap, I wish I could remember. Anyway, yeah, she, he rarely misses. But yeah, she, it, it looks great again. Yeah. Um, All these young girls, I love them. Um, Storm, I think Chloe was there. Marseille, I just loved all their looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know about uh, Stormy. I uh, it normally I love what she wears on the red carpet. This was just very different. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, and I like mm-hmm. I like people not being afraid to step out and try something different. So Storm, like, I mean, you know, it was just a little. It was different. like Storm and um. Tiffany Haddish was more like elevated church. <laughs> I didn't think church with storms, but with Tiffany Haddish, I said oh, mother church. of the bride. <laughs> like it was just very, I don't know. Tiffany needs to get with, she needs to get with law or she needs to get with, because uh, Tiffany Haddish is such a beautiful woman. Yeah. She doesn't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, saying. L- Divine looks like she is getting dicked down and is just glowing. <laughs> Excuse me, I just fainted. Give me a minute. <laughs> I just look at her. She's glowing. I'm like, girl, you must be getting that good, good. Oh, my um, God. Niecy Nash, I don't know if you saw her birthday shoot. Girl, yes, I did. And when I saw oh, her girl. birthday shoot, I said, let me tell y'all something. Everybody walking mm-hmm. around here talking about Angela Bassett, which Angela Bassett is fine. Don't get me wrong, but my yeah. body is not going to look like Angela Bassett. I'm just trying to get as fine as Nisa Nash. That's that's my goal. I want to be fine as Nisa Nash. Nisa <laughs> is fine as hell. <laughs> I was like, my <laughs> lord. 
Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, Latoya liked it. I really liked her dress. I love like yeah. a one piece. Yeah. <laughs> one shoulder yeah. situation. Um, <laughs> right. I'm trying to think of other people I really cared about. Lizzo was nice. It was kind of different from what she usually does, but I still liked it. It was kind of understated, but cute. Agreed. I felt the same way. Understated, but cute. I did like it. I did. <laughs> oh, Carrie yeah. Washington. She didn't wear much, but I just love her. <laughs> Carrie. Ah. Oh. I think Carrie's working with Law now. And since she's been with him, she ain't missed a beat. And I didn't realize she was with him until mm-hmm. somebody else pointed out. Because I said, you know, Carrie really been hitting it lately. Mm-hmm. And then somebody on Twitter pointed out that she's working with Law Roach now. And I said, that's what it is. Because he don't miss. <laughs> he don't. Maxine was up there. I was just like, yeah. It was cute. They were all cute. And yeah, yeah. I just love Carrie so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, in March, we got to watch her show or that movie. What? I can't wait. What the movie? Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. watching it. Anyways. All right. So lastly, it's kind of, well, it is a sad note, but um, I really just want to think of, I usually hate like, um, Phrases like celebration, service, and stuff like that. Because I'm like, I'm usually so sad that I can't get to the happy point as fast as people want me to. But I did want to celebrate the life of Katherine Johnson. She was a NASA mathematician and she was depicted in hidden figures. I'm pretty sure she's the only one that actually got to see the movie come to light. Mm -hmm. And so she is also a beautiful woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And she was 101. So uh, the amazing thing about it was like, um, and they talk about the movie and stuff like that. But like her greatest contribution was like she did the calculations to help seek the Project Apollo's lunar lander with the moon orbiting command. So she basically helped put a man on the moon. And at the time, like people didn't really trust computers. So they're like, uh, bring that girl. And if her math is right, then we're good to go. <laughs> so, you know. At some point, we were valued a little bit more than calculators. (laughs) And so, you know, when Hidden Figures came out, she actually got to be at the Oscars with the ladies winning and things like that. So it was just great that she got to see her story in the lights. And um, we're just happy for her contribution. And rest easy, Catherine Johnson. Yeah, I think that was one of the th- first things that I thought when I heard she passed away today was I am so glad that she got to get her flowers and I'm so glad that she got to see this come to light because she mm-hmm. know what she did, but so yeah. many people, including myself, had no idea. So right. I actually went to see Hidden Figures on Inauguration Day. Mm-hmm. I skip. I skipped work that day. <laughs> I skipped work because I work in a very white small town, <laughs> and I skipped work and I went to see. And it was just me and two other black ladies in there watching it during the matinee, and we were just laughing and talking like we went home watching TV, <laughs> and it was good. I, I saw it on January fifteenth with some girls that I know <laughs> from college. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> 
so we're going to take a second to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. And welcome back. And we're just going to slide right on to our Someone Something segment. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk a little bit, just a brief synopsis of some of our unsung heroes of the civil rights movement and these are some people that you know played a really important part in our history but they're not the ones we mostly hear about so Mm -hmm. the first person i'm going to talk about is nanny helen burroughs nanny Mm -hmm. helen burroughs was born in orange virginia to former slaves Though Burroughs was not college educated, she pursued work as a teacher, albeit without much luck, which she attributed to her dark skin. She eventually found work as an editor for the Christian Banner in Pennsylvania, and later as a secretary to the Baptist Church in Louisville in 1907. Burroughs, with the support of the National Baptist Convention, began creating a trade school for black high school and junior college age girls. The school was called the National Training School for Women and Girls with the motto, We Specialize in the Holy Impossible, a testament to Burroughs' belief in educating those whom others thought were unworthy. Burroughs was well known for speaking publicly about harsh truths of racial inequity. In 1900, she gave an especially notable speech called how the sisters are being hindered from helping, which addressed the limitations society put on women. She also penned 12 things white people must stop doing to the Negro. Burroughs died in 1961, though the National Training School for Women and Girls continued her mission until its closure in 1971. Um, Our next unsung hero is Ella Baker. Ella Baker, born in Norfolk. Norfolk. Let me tell you something. Merlot is great. (laughs) Norfolk, Virginia, in 1903, was inspired by her grandmother, a former slave, who was ordered to be whipped for refusing to marry the man her slave owner picked for her. Her grandmother's legacy led Baker to develop an interest in social justice and equality early in life. Baker graduated as valedictorian from Shaw University, quickly moving to New York City after graduation to join social activist groups. In 1930, she joined the Young Negroes Cooperative League, an organization dedicated to Black economic growth and power. Her activism continued when she joined the NAACP in 1940, where she worked as a field secretary. She eventually served as director of branches from 1943 until 1946, one of the highest ranked women on staff. After the bus boycotts in Montgomery, Baker co-founded the organization in friendship to raise money to combat the anti-voting Jim Crow laws in the Deep South. Later, in 1957, she moved to Atlanta to become the executive director of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference at the request of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. 
seeing young people take up interest in racial justice throughout her time as an activist, Baker realized the new generation of young activists were going to be assets to the movement because of their new ideas and their eagerness for change. This led Mm -hmm. her to focus her attention on students for the latter part of her activist career, creating the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which organized the Freedom Rides. Baker continued to be an activist and advisor to younger generations until she died in 1986. Our next unsung hero is Polly Murray. Polly Murray, born Anna Pauline Murray, was a fierce leader of the civil rights movement, but she's often overlooked. Born in Baltimore in 1910, Murray's early life was marked by tragedy, with both of her parents dying before her teen years. She spent her young life living with extended family, eventually moving to New York City to attend Hunter College. Murray's passion for civil rights blossomed in 1938 when she campaigned for entrance into UNC Chapel Hill, which was an all-white university at the time. She approached the NAACP for support, but the organization did not take up Murray's case, citing her New York residence as the reason. However... Many scholars believe the true reason was Murray's intimate relationships with women and her tendency to dress in men's clothing. In 1940, Murray desegregated a bus, which led to her arrest and imprisonment. Again, the NAACP didn't take up her case, though they would support a bus boycott with Rosa Parks 15 years later. Among her many acts of defiance, Murray wrote, a prolific poet and author, she penned influential works like Dark Testament and Negroes Are Fed Up. She went back to school in the 1940s to earn her law degree when she co-founded the Congress of Racial Equality. After graduation, Murray wrote State's Laws on Race and Color, a work that the Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall described as a Bible for civil rights lawyers. Her dedication to racial justice law and activism was recognized in 1961 when President John F. Kennedy appointed her to the President's Commission on the Status of Women Committee on Civil and Political Rights. In 1977, she became the first Black woman to be ordained as a priest with the Episcopal Church. Though deeply passionate about racial justice, Murray was critical of the civil rights movement. She often challenged dominant male leaders and coined the phrase Jane Crow to hint at Mm -hmm. the overlooked intersection of gender and race. Throughout her life, however, Murray struggled to find a label that honored her gender and sexuality. Her name switch from Anna Pauline to Polly, was a nod to this complexity. Involved in activism until her death, Murray died in 1985 at the age of 74. So those were just a few of our unsung heroes, and we will be back with more of them later. But these were three people that I have never heard of, and I found quite interesting. And it's always weird when history decides who to include and who not to include. I will say, um, 
Rosa Parks was a political decision. So, like, I've read, yeah, multiple, you know, like, <laughs> they yeah. decided this was a woman, this was the look of the woman. You know, like, every single bit of it. And um, I think we can both agree there's a lot of misogyny in yeah. the civil rights yeah. movement in general. But, yeah, I think through so. the years we've learned of several uh, women who probably were seen as unsavory by leaders, but mm-hmm. several women who did the same thing that Rosa Parks right. did. And that's not to take anything right. away from Rosa Parks. It's just that, no. you know, it was a political, it, it was respectability <laughs> politics at play. And yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it was great to hear about, you know, new people. I, I'm glad with the days of the internet that we're able to like, just, you know, learn more and more like there's there's no such thing as knowing everything there is to know about the civil rights movement <laughs> or blackness in america it, it just isn't and so it's good to hear the internet really does make the world smaller it it proves yeah. it's worth every now and again every once in a while <laughs> Alrighty. so we're gonna move along to our poor life decision Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about breaking bad habits. Now, we've kind of talked about this before when we talked about establishing good habits. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to talk about how to break bad habits. So It almost goes hand in hand. It really does. <laughs> it really does. So the author opens up talking about how um, her husband set these reminders or these like Google alerts reminding him not to bite his nails. And she thought to herself, like, is it really work to set up reminders, alerts telling you not to do something? And the answer is yes, it does. Habits form after much practice and repetition, and that is how they're broken. Now, before we proceed, you know, the author does acknowledge that some habits are easy to break as in biting your nails, or she also gave the example, like she eats in bed. Some habits are easier to break, whereas other habits that are more addictive, like uh, substance abuse and things like that, even overeating, there are other habits that may be a little harder, a little more difficult to break. But with some form of help, they can all be tackled. So steps to breaking a bad habit. The reason habits are hard to break is because they are deeply wired into our brains. Again, by constant repetition. But regardless of the habit, it can be broken. If you have a bad habit that you want to break, here are some steps that can help you get started. So step number one. Define the behavior you want to change. Setting a broad goal such as being healthier is a good idea, but it's not concrete and it doesn't give you something tangible to focus on. It also doesn't give you something tangible to measure. You need to think of specific achievable behaviors. For example, you will cut down one cigarette a day or, you know, you'll drink one less soda a day. Of course, when I gave up sodas, I had to do it cold turkey. Having a clear picture of what you need to accomplish will help you make it happen. Now, I'm just going to say, I have a bad habit of setting broad goals. And if I'm honest, I probably do that purposely. 
<laughs> like if I'm honest about it, I'll say I'm going to be a healthier me. Like I, I say that when I, I probably do it on purpose because I know the things I need mm-hmm. to work on. We all do. But do I work right. on them? No. <laughs> um the next step say i don't and not i can't in a research study that was published in the journal of consumer research 120 students were split into two separate groups to test their behavior and ability to resist temptation one group was told to repeat the phrase, I can't. The other group was told to repeat the phrase, I don't. When presented with various items and lifestyle options. For example, when they were presented with a bar of chocolate, one group was supposed to say, I can't eat chocolate. And the other group would say, I don't eat chocolate. Each group then took a break and answered questions unrelated to the study. After the study concluded and they walked out of the room, both groups were presented with two sweet treats to choose from, a chocolatey candy bar and a healthy granola bar. The study concluded that students who used the phrase, I can't, chose to eat the chocolate candy bar 61% of the time. On the other hand, the students who repeatedly said, I don't, while in the study, only chose to eat this 36% of the time. While this research represents just one study, the implications may be profound for those trying to cultivate good habits. Try framing temptations around the idea that there are some things you simply don't do, making it less easy to fall to temptation. Now, listen, this this study is, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure it sounds to y'all the same way it sounds to me. However, I will say that when I tell myself I can't have something, it does make me want it even more. Right. Like. Um, yeah, I was like, as a diabetic, I'm like, granola bars are full of sugar. You might as well just have that chocolate bar and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I was talking to my coworker earlier today. I was like, yeah, bread, I miss that. She's like, oh, you don't eat bread? I was like, no, I can't eat bread. <laughs> like, I was like, so I'm not eating bread. Well, I did say I can't. I said, I'm not eating bread. And yeah. so, like, I'm, like, in that mid-place. Like, I'm never going to be, like, it's hard for me to just be concrete and be, like, I don't drink. I don't eat bread. I don't eat rice. I want to eat bread. I want to eat rice. I want to eat. <laughs> I just have to decide, you know, that day what what I'm willing to deal with. Like, is are you okay with your blood sugar being high for the next three hours because you ate rice? Some days I am. Most days I'm not. <laughs> So is for me is like the whole notion of opportunity cost. It's like, are you willing to deal with the repercussions of what you're about to do? Yeah. Like I don't know how I don't know how effective this practice is, but mm-hmm. like I said, when I can't have something, it makes me want it more. Anytime I've tried to do any type of restrictive diet and y'all mm-hmm. sometimes the diet is telling me I can't eat stuff that I don't even eat no way but then guess what right. I want it like crazy I want it so <laughs> <laughs> whatever let's let's put it into practice let's try it you know it may just be a bunch of hokum but we'll try it okay so the next tip 
Know your Mm -hmm. habits triggers. Understanding how and why we make the decisions can help alter them. You may ask yourself the following questions. Is someone else leading you to do the behavior? Is the habit about the action or feeling that follows it? Is the habit related to your location? Every time you engage in a bad habit, ask yourself, why are you doing it? Hmm... Honestly, sometimes I, I ask myself, I'm like, why do you really need that drink? And usually it's like, I just don't want to deal with my emotions in HD right now. Yep. I would love to get some standard definition, maybe some real wonky cable. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's just the truth. Or like, I'm just bored. I just want to pass time and alcohol seems like a great way. Which is probably not the best way. But <laughs> Listen, I mean, same. A lot of time, like, I don't think, and I, and I, when I asked myself these questions, I too looked at it through the lens of drinking. I, I don't think being with particular people make me drink because let me tell you something. I actually hang around a lot of people who are non-drinkers or they drink significantly less than I do. It ain't Mm -hmm. stopping this show over here. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't drinking alone if the dog is at home. Okay. I just feel like it's a lot about my feeling afterwards. Um, And sometimes it is about what leads up to it. Like if I have a stressful feeling, for instance, for instance, I had a drink before recording today and I try my best not to do that because (laughs) we get wasted, but I had a drink. Who's we? You. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there too, Doyen. You've done it too. Remember that show? I don't remember the name of the episode, but <laughs> you were sloshed. Henchata. You were sloshed. <laughs> Not since Henchata. <laughs> so, um, I had to deal with my insurance company today. Well, my former mm. insurance company. And they really pissed me off. And I think what pissed me mm. off the most was that, oh, girl tried to act like she had an attitude about me calling right. and checking about my money. Me calling and checking about an issue that I've been dealing with you on since November. Call you, and and mind you, I've been nice the whole time. I should have cut the total fuck up today because I won't go into full detail, but they've put me in a horrible spot and it is their fault. And she acted like she had an attitude and I just said, It's her money. (laughs) And I just said, are you okay today? You know, and I just kind of left, and she's like, mm-hmm. And I left it at that because at the end of the day, I still need them to mail me my check. But after I get my check, <laughs> after I get my check, because the boss at this particular agency, he mm-hmm. went to school with us. He went with me, and he's a Sigma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him yeah. have it when I get through. <laughs> and I'm going to let him know how his little workers had a little attitude when I'm calling about my money. But like right. I said, I'm going to hold on till I get my check because I still need them to send me my check. Right. But it made, right. I felt so tight in my chest because I couldn't say right. what I needed to say. So my immediate <laughs> reaction was, let me fix me a drink right quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> my, um, my coworker was dealing with the issue with UPS. And he was like, okay, well, just... 
Make sure that you send me to the survey after this. I have some words to say. <laughs> and oh. so the lady was like, <laughs> the lady was like, oh no, like what's going on? <laughs> and she she about faced real quick when she realized she Listen, was about to get a bad survey. I'm calling corporate and complaining. <laughs> I'm calling the Better Business Bureau and complaining <laughs> because this doesn't make sense. And like I said, they have put me in a really bad spot, and it's right. because of you you did it (sighs) anyway next step (laughs) (laughs) go slow and make small changes your body and mind have made the bad habit routine so making new Mm -hmm. habits is going to take time and effort takes 21 days to develop a new routine Be patient with yourself and focus on incremental improvements. If you're trying to cut back on sugar, start with removing it from your morning coffee, for example. If you want to get in better shape, start with two 30-minute workouts a week. These achievable goals will make the shift less daunting and more approachable. Now, I can do that with some things, but some things I have to do full force or not at all. Yeah. 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 So lastly, be sure you measure your progress. Once you've created a plan, make sure you're sticking to it. Noting your improvements help keep you going and identifying where you're falling short will let you know where you need to make adjustments. After several weeks of tracking, assessing your results and seeing where you stand, determine what's working well. What's causing issues? What's standing in the way of your success? You can always rework your plan and make it more effective if you need to. Overall, some of the best things you can do to break a bad habit are things that can improve your mental health in general. Same old things we say every time. Try getting more sleep. Exercise frequently. Participate Mm -hmm. in stress reduction activities such as meditation and yoga. Y'all, we say the same thing over and over and over and over again because it's so important. All of these, which can increase your willpower and overall brain health. And that sleep one is the truth because when I'm sleepy, I make such poor decisions. I make such (laughs) poor decisions. I wasn't aware of how much sugar I take in when I'm sleepy. Just in an effort to wake up, you know? And also when I'm sleepy, I tend to eat fast food because I don't feel like cooking. I'm tired. I don't want to go stand over stove. Like all of these things are, you know, if I practiced more mindfulness, if I was better about that, you know, I should have done a short little meditation versus getting a drink because someone made me mad. You know, it's Mm. just, these things are important. I feel like, I feel like we say these almost every week and it's because they're the foundation, you know? Yeah. So that's all. Going back to measuring your process, um, I know you use a planner. I do as well. Uh, of course, I spend a lot of money on stickers for my planner. But um, having a habit tracker is really good there. So sometimes I'll be like, okay, this week my goal is to you know, drink more water. And so if I do the 64 for the week, you know, I put that. Or if I'm like, this plan this week is to not drink every day. You know, if I don't drink that day, I can like mark it and be like, oh, I didn't drink this day and I didn't die. So, (laughs) you know, you can try that out and see how it goes. Um, Yeah, so 
just another way to like visually track things and um you can also go on pinterest and there's lots of ways to do habit trackers they're really cute and doyen knows that i buy really expensive planners i buy very involved planners and i'm just gonna be honest i do not use those components i don't use those components i simply use planning my day and i only plan my Mm -hmm. day between work hours and i only plan monday through friday and every planner i get always has like all these great like goal setting tools and all just Mm -hmm. all this stuff and i never use that part I say and then she does to... ridiculous things like use s- several colors in her planet. The and colors just... <laughs> mean things. They mean it means things. Nothing to me. Stop using. <laughs> they colors. mean things. The different colors <laughs> mean <Shessing>. things. <sighs> like for instance, when I have Spot stuff, some stickers. <laughs> when I have stuff that I have to do for um our university, I write those mm. in maroon. Like each color mm. means things. And that way I don't always have to read. I can literally just kind of glance and kind of see, you know, they mean this, things. This is wrong. <laughs> I you know what? Anyways. You don't shame my my plannering. <laughs> I will. I am. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. Um, so, I don't you know. Like to buy a drink for somebody? Um, I'm going to buy a drink for myself. For <laughs> <laughs> not cussing out the employee. I get it. Uh, um... So, I am going to buy a drink for, you know what? Mm. Okay. I almost said I was going to buy a drink for Amazon, but mm-hmm. um, Jeff Bezos got all the goddamn money where he don't need me to buy him a drink. Okay. No so, drinks. I'm going to buy a drink for the new house shoes that I got off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and they arrived in two days. Let me tell y'all, my house shoes that I had before then... <laughs> like Raggy. look i was like what the fuck is that in the middle of my floor and i was like scared because i thought it was a bug and i was like what is that in my floor and i finally made my way to it it was a big hunk of the, sh- <laughs> the bottom of my <laughs> and i looked down at my sh- after i picked it up and realized what it was i was like how can this be like because my i should be feeling the floor underneath my feet mm-hmm. you know for that right. hunk of shoe to come out right. I was when I took off my shoe and looked at it. I was like, "Oh, there is a huge hole here." I am feeling it's like a Flintstone car of a shoe. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> so Amazon came through with that two day delivery, and now I have new house shoes. <laughs> so I want to buy um, my new house shoes a drink because, and they're so nice and comfy. And even though I'm, I don't think I'm hot natured, but people say I am. But mm-hmm. my feet are almost always cold, so I do love my new house shoes for keeping my feet warm. Yeah, I got my house shoes for Christmas because I didn't want to pay for them. So I asked for them for Christmas. And my brother's girlfriend went to Costco and got me these um, memory foam flippers. (gasps) Flippers. Mm. They're pretty good. That's what I got, memory foam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, speaking of slippers, I can't find my other slipper, my other hotel slipper. So I have yeah. a, I have a pair of slippers that's for when I go to hotels because I have to go to uh I have to travel a lot for work 
Not a lot. Yeah. I go to the same place over and over again, but still, yeah. <laughs> I stay in hotels a lot. And um, I can't find my other one. I washed them. <laughs> And when I was folding clothes, only one made it out the dryer. I checked the dryer. I checked the washer. I checked my suitcase. I don't know where the hell that other slippery is. You'll find it. I I have a, it's uh, probably left in a hotel somewhere. I have a sock near my front door that's like my airport socks. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep hope alive. I'm like, I'm going to keep, keep them there until I find the other one. Anyways, um... So, for my drink, I'm going to buy a drink for everybody black who is um, down with the black cause. (laughs) Everybody black ain't rootable, but, (laughs) you know, especially black people who support black women because Uh that's another thing Uh that we can discuss on a whole Uh different day. So, um, yeah, so that's our last episode of Black History Month 2020. That's what I am buying. But we black, so we gonna keep the blackness going. Three sixty five black. Three sixty five black. But for the rest of y'all, it's just this month. Did you see that um video on Twitter with that white lady? Like she just gotten out of the gym and she was talking about running or something, and then this black guy comes down the sidewalk. He's like, "Move out the way, bitch! It's Black History Month." I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did say that. I watched it like fifty times. Yeah, same. Oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Okay, so guys. um, I agree. (laughs) So guys. I I wanted to actually put, like, Black History, like, Maya Angelou in my email signature just because it was Black History Month, but I never got around to actually doing it. (laughs) Girl, just imagine if I had to edit, like, a little Black Fist (laughs) <laughs> to my little white company <laughs> honey so uh guys i do want to remind you to be sure you go over to apple or to stitcher and leave us a glorious review we will mm-hmm. read it and mm-hmm. also leave us five stars none of the others work leave that mm-hmm. review we are going to read it on air and you are going to be internet famous podcast famous <laughs> and uh um, you have the thingy that i wanted what like the whole like microphone stick and the oh girl um it, amazon very cheap i'll send you the link because i just bought it when i okay. moved to this closet um this is the pop filter that i was supposed to send you <laughs> right but uh, <laughs> But I'm glad I did now because remember I broke my good mic. So now I have to use this mic and this one is the one that fit, the other one that I have doesn't fit this mic. So it was Jesus. Get mad at you. Do get, right by me. Okay. Get mad at you. <laughs> he knew that I was going to need this pop filter. <laughs> Anywho, Doyen, tell, tell everyone how they can talk to us. We are on the Instagram is poor life decision one decision because they change we change them one at a time. Um, we are also that's the name of our Etsy page again. It's just one word poor life decision. 
Uh, we are on the Twitter at PLD Pod, and Chris keeps it lit with the TV tweets. I come in and talk about random shit like the Oval and, you know, <laughs> other poor life decisions that I encounter. <laughs> you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Yes. Uh, DM us, you know. Don't send a pigeon, y'all. I'm so serious. Do not send me a carrier pigeon because I will freak out because. Because yeah. they're not real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and to be but honest. you're welcome to send an owl. I, I was about to say, <laughs> as much as I would love to get my Hogwarts letter, I would probably shit myself if I saw an owl sitting in my, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in my window. <laughs> you saw, did you see the meme of the owl with his legs crossed? I'm pretty sure it's like fake. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, is fake. Right? But what's yeah. not fake is how long their legs are. That shit is creepy. <laughs> I just, I'm not ready. It, just, it reminded me of Roxy seeing her legs cross, <laughs> judging me. <laughs> I'm not ready. And guys, yeah. again, cannot tell you enough. Check out that Etsy shop. Doyen is the crafty crafter. Cute, cute, cute stuff. Great gifts to get your coworkers, your favorite cousin, your cool mm-hmm. auntie. Be sure to check out that Etsy shop. It's live and popping. And I have a confession to make, guys. So, for the past couple of weeks, I have not been using sunscreen. I know. I know. Mm. But it's it's because (laughs) I had a psoriasis outbreak on my face. And I, I had to... I had to strip down my routine because I essentially was just cleaning my face and applying medication and that's it. But this morning (laughs) was my first morning of getting back on my regular routine. So I have sunscreened up today and I just want to say, don't forget to wear your sunscreen (laughs) and drink water and take your meds. Vitamin D. So I'm just telling y'all now that Walgreens has like a vitamin sale. So I bought like a BOGO vitamin D situation. Have I taken a single one? No. And I've had it since Thursday. But still. <laughs> Let me tell you the best thing to buy from Walgreens. And I'm glad you told me that because I'm going to go to Walgreens and try it. And get some. <laughs> I don't want my vitamin D to come from Walgreens. <laughs> anyway, the best vitamins to buy from Walgreens it's vitamin B stress complex. I don't know if it really works. I don't know if it's just in my head, but I take one of them and I feel like a brand new person. Like it, it it's, it's a B12, but it specifically mm-hmm. says vitamin B stress complex. It's by nature's gotcha. own and it is good. I'm going to give this D a try just because stop that. Um, my my vitamin D levels are fairly low, and then I'm diabetic, Mine so are they're super extra, extra low. <laughs> and I'm not doing this with you, but uh, I'm gonna try that and see if it lifts my mood because apparently it's supposed to make you feel better when you actually it have enough vitamin D. <laughs> Get off of my podcast! I'm done with you. <laughs> Don't, you can't keep saying vitamin D and think I'm gonna let it slide, just... and then you're gonna say it's gonna lift your mood. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm tired of grow up <laughs> I can't help it who's the older person on this podcast you grow up <laughs> I am an adult from 8 to Child. 4 Monday through Friday 
That is it. <laughs> Anywho, thanks, guys. We love y'all. Hope we brought y'all some joy. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Woke up the price of coke up. I just hit them with the low cut. Then call my folks up. Somebody about to get poked up. Go call a tow truck. All that talking out your neck might just get your throat cut. This a Mack truck, not a black truck. When we move, tell them back up. Click, click, clack, duck. Hella bands, pull up, stashed up. Super facts up. Well,